Hello and welcome to this week's Two Pinter with myself, Gaz. And me, John. We're two mates who have been arguing about sport for the last 10 years or so. Uh, I'm a Liverpool supporting Welshman and Jono. Uh, Blackburn come Arsenal. Uh, some some accuse me United. I think that's unfair. Uh, but very much an Englishman. <laughs> uh, and we like to argue about all sorts of different sports. Um, for those of you who've got Twitter or Facebook, we are our handles are at Pinter Two. So at Pinter Two to give us a follow on that. Just a bit of admin, uh, last week we did a poll on, um, on Twitter to discuss whose was the best uh, Premier League team. We did. We chose one player from each team for the season so far, uh, and I think a resounding um, win for, uh, for Team Gaz, which was, uh, which was good to see. The, the small print will probably tell you there was only three votes, but still, uh, two votes to one. Uh, it's always a nice to get a victory, isn't it, Jono? Uh, I think there probably is some issues needed for recount here. Uh, we've got on your uh, your favourite social network that is uh, Twitter. I feel I should, should have got it going on Facebook, and now I've been a resounding victory for the John Dog. Um, but you, know, <laughs> you, uh, you and your you 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 the tweet uh, the tweet even, and uh, your fellow tweets on Twitter. You, you carry on. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do another one uh, towards the end of the season. Um, so today we're going to look at. Uh, Silver, uh, the Everton manager, uh, will do a touch on a bit of tennis. Uh, we've had the first Grand Slam of the season, uh, and then we'll uh, finish off with the preview of the Six Nations rugby. So, Jono, um, Mr. Silver, Everton manager, under a bit of pressure after they lost to Millwall, should Silver be sacked? No, <laughs> just um, yeah, but. but. I can't really believe that chat beyond a bad result. Uh, yeah, I mean, how much time are we going to give managers these days? It, you know, if, if they're down the bottom of the table or facing relegation, um, it's perhaps a different conversation. But you bring someone in who you, you were at one stage potentially prepared to spend a lot of money on to uh, transfer him when he was a whole. Um, you've given him one transfer window with which to work. Uh and yeah, and yet you're talking about him going out. I mean, I think what well, they they were about tenth in the table, was it? I think they're currently winning, so they're provisionally up to seventh at the moment. As uh, Rich Allison scored an early goal for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was I, was, uh, I watched the game at the weekend, and, and you could argue that they were very unlucky with a rather dodgy, well, a, a fake goal that went in. Um, and I watched it with an Everton fan, uh, our mate Dave, who. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the squad of him and what, what Silver wants to do. There is, there is quite a lot of Deadwood at Everton who, yeah, just that phrase came up again and again on, on quite handsome wages, really. You, you know, the likes of Schneidlin, Walcott, Niassi, uh, that Sandro lad. Uh, just Yeah, as well as other players you, you might want to get rid of. Uh, McCarthy, still on the wage bill. Even like, mm-hmm. even like as a Jags who never plays, he's on 50 grand a week. I think Sandro is on about 100. Schneidlin, 120 a week. Um, yeah, just I think you've got to give him a time to sort of build a squad. Right? Is he playing brilliantly? No, but um, is there a lot of work to be done for sure? But to sack him, um, that seems that seems bonkers to me. And I can appreciate an Everton fan would want to have a go at the cup. You know, it's 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 all they're going to win this season in in all likelihood. But but sacking seems yeah, just it 
yeah, well, uh, management got a bit mad to me. Um, give him some time. Give him, give him another couple of transfer windows, and then think about it. But what what plan are you working to if you if you just cut and run every time? Arguably, um, Big Sam was sacked for less or left the club for less than um, than what uh, Silver's done. Um, Silver had a good start to the season. You could argue that since um, well, since the derby actually, <laughs> yeah, Everton seemed to have fallen apart a bit and um, uh, they are now dwindling a bit. But Silver came with a after relegating Hull um, and a half a season with Watford that he did well. Um, is he the right man? To carry them forward in a in a time where they've got a new stadium that keeps talking about being built, but is in the is in the process of being built, um, and they've got money there to spend, which they have been spending. Is is Silver going to be the man that they put all their eggs in one basket to and, and carry on with? Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, if I mean, Big Sam was brought in as a bit of a stopgap, wasn't he? They eventually gave him. They gave him a two-year contract in the end, didn't they? So that's paying a bit of money. Uh, I think they could have got away with giving him six months, but that was a you know taken over in, in crisis time. And if you're backing yourself as a as a club and to make the right decision, did you cut him to run again after a few months? This wasn't made in a time half of the season where you needed a bit of pun at the table. This was made, you know, in the summer with a bit more thought given into it. You, you'd think, um, yeah, Big Sam, uh, you know, to the outsider didn't. Didn't seem to do too bad a job to an Everton fan. It was the same usual things you hear about the likes of Big Sam or Tony Pulis. The football was boring. It was grim. Fans going to, fans going to watch it. It was miserable. Um, and that's what they're, they're saying now, though, isn't it? I mean, if you watch if you watch the cup game, I mean, the cup game ticket in isolation, really. Although Everton did play a, a very strong side, um, it, was, it was awful, awful football. It was. I'd say conditions did wouldn't have helped with that, but yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't the best game, um, and they didn't seem to really have a plan for dealing with uh, with some with a team that were just going to pump it in. Um, and I think I hear they've conceded hit thirteen offset pieces this season. Everton, yeah, which, apparently they're the uh, they're the biggest culprits of it. Which is uh, which is a lot. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, you hear a lot of good things about Silver. A lot of players who played with him say how interesting he was and how tactically sound he was um, you'd think something like corners would be something you should be able to get hold of no? um, so that, that that's a worry um, but still I, I'd give him longer and I think he's an interesting coach he, he certainly starts off well at places um, whether he can continue it uh, he is open to debate but I think as I think Everton will probably stabilise and finish they'll finish top 10 again as per if he doesn't finish uh you know, sixth, seventh, and try to get some UEFA League, uh, UEFA League, Europa League action. I don't think it's the worst thing for a squad that probably needs a few players clearing out and probably still a few more bringing in and then just concentrate on the Premiership and the Cups next season. Um, I, don't, I don't think they'll win the yeah. Europa League uh, next year. I mean, it would still be nice to have European nights, I'm sure, if an Everton fan, easy for me to say. But um, yeah, I think you've. you've there's been a lot of chopping and changing managers there in recent years. Oh, one nil City. About uh, yeah. a minute in, who scored? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, you have the game on in front of you. Yeah, I have Aguero, I think. Oh, in the fantasy team. Um, didn't take long. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think getting back to Silver, you've yeah, you've chopped and changed managers recent years. You need to give him a bit more time. They have spent money, but a lot of it was before he was there, and yeah, a lot of it wasn't 
wasn't well money well spent. Um, maybe get rid of some of Deadwood. They've, you know, Everton have, have always got a pretty good core of youngsters, a pretty good academy system coming through there. Maybe they'll get some who can turn his first teamers rather than squad players and, and build from there. Yeah, and I, th- and I suppose they have had sort of the um, three regimes. If you think of, well, even if you go back as far as Martinez, because Coleman, Coleman didn't have that long really, but you've got Coleman, um, Big Sam, and now uh, Silver, who've all keep adding to the squads and um, they, they haven't really shaped their own their own teams. But And they were playing, you know, when, we, when I said we went to watch the uh, Liverpool Everton game uh, back at the end of last year, he, he, um, Everton played the better football that we've or the best football I've seen for, for a long time at Anfield and, and they look like they had a, the makings of a, of a decent team um, but yeah like you say Silver's not got a great record of staying with um, clubs and the, the honeymoon period is well and truly gone um, I'm not advocating any stretch that he should be he should be, uh, he should be out but there's lots of uh, Everton fans who are, uh, are unhappy with him and um, there's lots of pointing to the Big Sam football and the Silver football and not not much difference really but well we'll see um, I suppose that the other thing is if if there was a way to get rid of Silver who would they bring in Big Sam <laughs> yeah um, there's not many yeah not many obvious candidates is there uh, Martin O'Neill was back at have you got Martin O'Neill was it, would, he, would he ever be an option <laughs> Uh, he, he, he's gone to Forest. Sorry, he was Forest. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking Forest. I was like Derby. No, uh, getting mixing mixed up with his former manager Clough. Um, yeah, Pulis going up the table. Uh, yeah, there's not a plethora of candidates, is there? No. Uh, what's his name? Wagner. After not ending well at Huddersfield, maybe try to nick the Wolves manager. The, yeah, not a lot. And I think so. How far? I think it'd just be you if you're Everton. Then you, you're doing the same thing you kind of did with Silver. And I suppose I'll come back to that and say, but just your point on Silver, he didn't stay long. At least Everton, he kind of agitated and wanted to get there. So you'd think it's a club that he wants to be at, um, whether that changes yeah. or not. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, if you're Everton, then you you're going for like a probably an Eddie Howe, uh, Sean Dyche, potentially that sort of type of manager, which I think's. Not particularly any more proven than Silver. I know they've been in around the Premiership a bit longer, but Silver, you know, I suppose won some, won some, tro- some silver in his native country. Um, mm. It's just changing one uncertainty for another, and I think you, you hope that Silver continues to build you um, and see where you go. And to throw it away because of a bad cut result, I think it would be a bit short sighted. Um, yeah, but we'll so, see. Yeah, okay, we'll so, see. in that case, what does Silver need to do in your eyes? Um, between now and the end of the season, I think stabilise the Premiership. He's obviously not got a, a cup to worry about now, and I think you know try and consolidate a seventh, eighth, even ninth wouldn't be the end of the world place finish. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd give him the end of this, the rest of the season and next summer really, unless you know he falls really down the table to like a fourteenth, fifteenth, which. I don't think they will, and I think they've, they've probably got too much quality to do that. Um, there's, there's not loads of talk of um, transfers in there, but you know, Idris has been linked out to PSG uh, mm. for twenty odd million, which seems seems a bit. I don't think he's brilliant, but still seems a bit light <laughs> in today's market. Yeah. Um, I suppose Everton can hold out for that, can't they? Yeah, they're under, under no particular pressure to sell, and I, I mean, I think there, there probably is a you know, after say chatting to a friend of the weekend, there is quite a lot of 
players that you probably just want to move on because they're, they're probably not that good or haven't fit in that well. And then um, you'd at least get them off the wage bill and then maybe see if you can uh, spend a bit more money. I mean, Mashiri has, hasn't been shy of spending his money so far. Um, but he probably want, he'll probably want a bit more return next season if they, if they do spend a decent amount again. Mm. Um yeah, I think uh, you know they're one 0 up at the minute. That'd be a, a good win for them. And then you see the weeks after they've got uh, Wolves at home, which is is a bit of a a big mid higher mid table clash. Uh, and then Watford do the same away at Watford the week after. So uh, probably a couple of quite quite decent chances to improve himself, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think to be fair, I think you're probably right. He, um, using that last the last half of the season to uh, consolidate themselves, and then. Um, Probably need to build for the future, but it's, it's. I suppose it's just a bit worrying, isn't it? Um, there's quite a lot of fans who are calling for Sylvan. It's not before. It's not long before. Um, it's the fans that dictate, isn't it? It's when the club, the fans do start turning against the manager. It's. Uh, it's not often um, that the owners uh, are stubborn and don't and don't then just sack the manager. They they usually kind of go with what the fans say. Um, so it'll be interesting between that. But like, like I say, even if somebody comes in. What what they're going to do between now and January? Um, you may as well give uh, Silver the opportunity to show that the first couple of months of the season wasn't a fluke, and um, to try and consolidate uh, a good finish for Everton and, and give them the opportunity to build for for next. Um, although, Andrew, if they would start from scratch in the summer, um, they probably have Solskjaer, uh, who'd be high up on their radar. Perhaps he's um, he's making a mockery of mine and your predictions. Uh, last last week we predicted that. Despite everything that he's done so far, um, that it was just uh, that he would come unstuck against Arsenal in the cup. Um, they kind of think he was a bit of a cheerleader manager, and the Gea was there to save him against Spurs when he came against a tough uh, opponent. But he showed uh, on Friday that um, not only has he got his team playing playing decent football, um, but he's also um, able to change it up, uh, bring on Martial and uh, Rashford, um, and change the uh, change the game. And when Arsenal looked like they were trying to come back into it. And um, yeah, does, does that mean is Solskjaer going to still be there in the summer? I'm starting to think it's not a crazy idea, you know. Um, <laughs> he, you know, it's, it's if it's a honeymoon period, it's a bloody long one. Um, and I think they've they've shown that they can they've they've got you know a couple of different ways they can play um, against Spurs. They showed, I mean, they're mainly built around a counter attack, but I think against. Uh, Arsenal, they they didn't really have much of the ball and, and showed they could defend quite solidly. Um, he's shown that he could bring someone like Lukaku, and he's been a bit of a a bit part player. And and Lukaku, I, I think I'll probably like him more than most, but he's 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 frustrating definitely. But then he manages to lay a, a beauty of an assist on for Sanchez, and, and generally mm-hmm. had a very good game. Um, Rashford and Martial look revitalised. Is you know Pogba obviously you know gets a lot of the headlines because because of the name and the price tag, but. He also plays, yeah, and his lovely hair. Um, he's also playing very well. I think, you know, it's not just little sides he's beat up on now. You know, he's beat uh, Arsenal away, he beat Spurs. You know, they've they beat some some decent sides too with some quite smart tactics, but getting the best out of his players. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, <laughs> at some point is it not a bit a bit mad if something's going so good? Um, similarly, similarly to your. Question about Silva: What does he need to do the rest of the season? What does what does Solskjaer need to do to, to keep the job? And why would he not keep it? I guess. Yeah, I struggle to think 
I mean, obviously, if he wins Champions League and FA Cup and they end up fourth in the league um, or top four, uh, then he's got they've got no way to go other than um, continue to appoint him and, and hope that um, Ferguson's health continues so he can keep uh, keep advising Solskjaer. But I, I don't think Solskjaer's a bigger name, enough name for, for United as a, as a long-term manager. I think um, owners will want... You know, they've had Mourinho and recently, and I don't know whether they would. There's a lot of talk about them going to uh, going to Poch and getting him to, to come to them, but I, th- I think the United uh, will want a, a big name um, to manage them rather than rather than Solskjaer. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I, I don't see many scenarios where, as well as Solskjaer has done over you know, the last, I mean, what's month, six, six weeks. Um, I don't see him the first game in uh, next season I don't see him being the manager do you? No probably not but I just yeah, if he, if he carry on this sort of run then I, you'd be a bit crazy, crazy to break it up I, I think uh, if something's happening good but yeah I mean they tried to go the other way didn't they and bring in start Ferguson post with David Moyes that obviously went horribly wrong um, yeah although <laughs> Uh, looking, looking back, he, looking did, he back. didn't do it. <laughs> he wasn't doing a worse job. They've had um, worse since, uh, since boys. Yeah, and then you know tried the the Van Hal, uh, the Mourinho's who, who are bigger names, and, and they haven't really worked either. And, you know the Mourinho too. You, you want to treble there? Um, yeah. Uh, ultimately, they they spend like they're a huge club, but they haven't really represented like a big club for as I mean like a supreme club for for quite a while now. Um, if he could get some performances in the Champions League too, then that really is an interesting uh, proposition. And you know, you, you might well be right. Apparently, by all accounts, he's very, um, very much influenced by Ferguson's thinking and what Ferguson's always done. But mm. there's worse people you could be influenced by. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if it's working, what you know? Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't think they'll be. PSG, although uh, apparently Neymar could be out for a uh, first leg now. Um, and I saw another column today saying that Neymar apparently misses this game where his sister's birthday is every year. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that as well. <laughs> Which, but uh, there's talk Tuchel said that he, he may miss it. So you know, if he could beat if he beat PSG in the Champions League, then you then you've really got to start thinking. But yeah. and and I suppose uh, you know, you, money to most club, uh, money, money to a club like United is probably a bit less relevant. But they're already paying Mourinho. Whatever it is, eight million to not be there next year. They'd have to pay that's probably effectively more, another. So it's more than eight million. I think it was about twenty million they gave him when he left. I think I'm, I'm sort of meaning by year though. It was about twenty. I'm sorry, I'm about three years left. So sort oh, of breaking it down into eight, eight million, and then you'd. I think Poch is, is a similar sort of payoff, isn't it? To Spurs, I think it's something about twenty one, twenty two. So then you're talking about another six, seven million there potentially, and then paying Poch's wages on top of that. It's. Um, even for a club of United, it's a lot of money for um, just just to get your manager in to hope he does a good job. Uh, mm. When you could probably get Solskjaer in for maybe a lot cheaper and spend that money on players, but mm. United haven't done that well in uh, a long time mm. <laughs> buying buying good effective players consistently. Uh, so yeah, maybe you do get a manager and, and well, you know Poch is it seems quite a strong world chat. Maybe that sort of manager they need really, but. Um, yeah, you wonder. Um, although, uh, as we were talking about United, Gareth, and uh, we, we mentioned Jose, uh, this this 
week's barmaid question came in about Jose uh, oh. from from Pierce in Manchester. Um, and it's actually, I've, I've saw, just uh, seen another column pop up by Guillaume Balagay asking a bit of a similar question, really. But so we, we, he's, he's a United fan, Pierce, and I was discussing uh, Mourinho with him in the era. Uh, he's a United season ticket holder, one of your favourite kind of people. Um, <laughs> does, he, does he live in Manchester? <laughs> He actually does. He's not from Manchester, of course, but he lives there. So, um, um, he, 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 yeah, usually United fan, not from Manchester, but but does go to the games at least. And uh, we were chatting about Mourinho, and I said, you know, it's it's funny what a genius he seems he used to be. Um, so, Pierce shot quickly back with, was he a genius or is he still a genius? Ooh, good question. Um, I, I thought so too, Gareth. So. <laughs> And I, I, I make that um, past genius, current genius. Just going back to the dig I made about United. It's, the irony is, I'm a, I'm a Liverpool season to get older, living in Derbyshire. But there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mourinho is he genius? I, th- I thought the way he performed for United this season was genius. Um, if I could have, uh, <laughs> if I'm I could, sure you did. If I could have done that with United, uh, I think I would call myself a genius. Um, if you. <laughs> I don't like Mourinho. I never particularly have warmed to him, and um, when he became United manager, I liked him even less. But um, I think I think he still is a genius. I think he's, if you look at his record at United, he still won a few trophies, including the European Trophy um, that most clubs in the league would, if not all clubs in the league, would, um, would snap your hands off for. Um, yeah, he's very good at alienating um, everyone. <laughs> Um, but his tactics seem to seem to be effective. Uh, he perhaps took it a bit too far with with people like Pogba, um, tried pushing him too far and um, really alienated him by calling him all, all sorts of names and publicly humiliating. And that perhaps didn't work. Um, and maybe Pogba was was perhaps part of Mourinho's downfall in the end. But. Yeah, he, he was poor this season, and he's he's normally a, a three season, a third season uh, syndrome with Mourinho, isn't it? That's where it starts to go wrong. Um, and I suppose it, in, in lots of ways, it's difficult to work out where he goes next. Um, yeah, there's, I think there's talk of him going back to Portugal, um, but there's there's not many big clubs around that would, that would either be able to afford him or or take him on. Um, for you know, for, for example, at Barca, aren't going to take him take him on, are they? But um, yeah, I, I I still think Mourinho is a is a genius, but I suppose his next job will define it because he'll, he'll look back on the United one and say, "Well, I still won trophies. Um, I've won trophies wherever I've, I've been." Um, if his next job, I like, he has to spend hundreds of millions normally to win trophies, but if his next job, wouldn't it be great if he took on? Well, maybe he wouldn't, but if he, I was going to say if he took on someone like Everton, um, a team that are a project that haven't won trophies for for a while, and um, a chance to. I suppose really cement himself as a as a genuine um, top manager, uh, for like, well, one of the best managers in history. If you could take a team that don't normally win trophies to to actually win trophies, and I suppose similar with Pep, if uh, if that's something Pep could do, that, that would, they're not going to do it because I suppose the chances, the risk of it is um, is too great. Uh, maybe Mourinho will say, well, that's what I did with Porto, although um, he still spent money at Porto, but. But yeah, um, long-winded way of saying, do I still think he's a genius? Yes, he probably still is a genius, reluctantly. Oh, I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> didn't expect it here before you um, called him a moron. Um, and, and like I say, it, it's difficult to... Um, you know, all is forgiven for the way he's treated United over the last six months. So, uh, <laughs> uh, But no, no, I, 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 yeah, I think he's... It, it, I think it's naive to say that he's uh, he's passed it. 
Oh, well, as I say, I'm surprised. I mean, it's, it's to think of the other side then, or, or play devil's advocate, are, are you really a genius if you can only do it somewhere for a year, two years max? Um, he, you know, yeah, I thought he was in the genius camp, but he seems to burn out, he's burned his bridges very quickly, wear out his welcome very quickly. Um, he's had... He's had a club like Real Madrid, obviously, um, who we actually probably did a pretty, pretty good job for before upsetting people, um, you know, beating that Barca side. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably never going to last long there, no matter who you are. But Chelsea, he could, when he came back, he could have um, he could have built an empire there and, and what went wrong that season. I still I think we'll find out more in 10 years' time when, I don't know, Terry or Lamps release an autobiography, a tell-all one, or someone in that dressing room. Because uh, that just was bizarre, and then United he, again, a club that were desperate to have a manager who'd stay for quite a while and, and bring some stability back, and he didn't bring that. Um, and y- you say about going to an Everton or someone like that. Th- I mean, does he have to be at somewhere where it's us against the world, and he actually believes it? Because it's not really doesn't really apply at United, does it? <laughs> we're we're the, mm. probably the biggest commercial club in the world, or, or top three, depending on which uh, article. Or, person's measuring it uh, and you, you, you're spending 90 million plus on players it seems a bit ridiculous to say it's us against the world um, I mean is he is he maybe only a genius for a certain smaller club and he I don't want to call him really a small a small small minded manager because he, he's managed a lot of the biggest clubs in Europe <laughs> with, with, with very degree success but can, can he only really be at his very best um, when, he, when he's managing someone small because even United, his, his best run was probably Europa League, like you say, and and some of that was, you know, like you watched games against Ajax and that, and he it just it was like watching school kids play against Marino, just out fought, they didn't know what they were dealing with tactically and couldn't break United down. But um, I've, against I've, I've never never said his well, maybe against Chelsea, you could argue differently the first time. But his, his, his football's never been particularly attractive. Um, he's very he's very obvious in, in the way he does he um, manages and his, what his tactics are. Get a slender lead and sitting on it effectively, and getting big brutes to um, to bully other teams. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure you can say that he's he's only managed he's only does well with small clubs. Uh, like, like you said, Madrid. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm more mean is his is his genius come out in small clubs and at the big clubs he's more just he just seems to sort of put his talents together. I mean, I've, that one season in Madrid they did score 100 goals and played very well. But I'm not generally does he. Is he best when he's trying to get a, a, a team to be the greater than the sum of their parts? And if he can't do that, he, he struggles. Yeah, he is. Cause it's ego, isn't it? So he's he's all about how how well he can do, um, and that's where he comes unstuck, perhaps at somewhere like United and, and Madrid eventually, because he he isn't the best thing of the team, and he isn't the the one that um, is providing all the uh, all the good results. It's, it's it is down to the players. Um, but you, but you said about could he be called a dream genius if he's only been at a club for a brief, short period of time? Um, on the flip side, is that can you be called a genius if you just sat at a team doing nothing for for ten years, um, Mr. Wenger? Fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's another one who's a genius once put us on. Um, <laughs> and, and Pep never stays anywhere long, does he? And um, no, people would love definitely call Pep a genius. I'd, I'd argue that, but we can say that for another barmaid uh, one day. And Mourinho's uh, done it at every every league and or every big league in, in Europe, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, so we're saying genius, but um, next job is very important, are we? Hey, 
Yeah, I th- well, next job will define whether he, he still is a genius or not. I think you've got to look back at his time United and, OK, if you look at the, the last 20 year history, then it wasn't amazing, um, his time at United, but uh, the recent history, I think he, he brought some um, some good success to them. Um, but just awful football. <laughs> He's a big Sam, really, isn't he? Big Sam's a genius. <laughs> a, a, a rich man's big Sam. Uh, <laughs> Then never has he had uh, more scorn thrown on his name. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how's that. Good, but my question. And as we were pulling out um, result or predictions that we were awful at last week in terms of the Arsenal uh, choosing Arsenal over United, um, I think we've got to recognise that we did call the Newport uh, to get in a draw at Borough. So we, we got what, one out of two. Um, but yeah, that was a good result for for Newport and back to Rodney Parade and uh, see what happens in the next next round there. And it's twice now they've gone down against a bigger side and come back, isn't it? So mm. uh, did the same against Leicester. So you, you've got to say they're. Um, I mean, obviously it's a, a shot to nothing for them and a chance for stardom, but really nice to see they don't just sort of fold and fall apart when a bigger side gets on top of them. Some good spirit there. Some you you know belief you'd think in, in what the manager's telling them and trying to do and if. They didn't get a win this week, but you know, yeah, like you say, I don't think Barrow are going to fancy that trip down back down to Newport. Um, no, no. On, a, on a cold, a cold Tuesday night in Newport, can you do it? I don't, I don't even know if Lionel Messi could do it down there. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, good luck to Newport. I hope they can uh, put up another upset and uh, carry on. Mm. Um, okay, I think we've, we've talked extensively about football there, so we'll uh, we'll move on to the tennis. Um, Djokovic beat Nadal uh, in the first Open of the uh, first Grand Slam of the of the year, the, the Aussie Open. Um, he beat him very convincingly in the end, wasn't it? Three straight sets. I, I, I was I thought Nadal would, would beat him. You you went Djokovic and uh, you were you were ultimately right on that. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a five set uh, five hour match though that had regular twenty you know twenty plus shot rallies and, and there was a few of them to be fair, but. I didn't expect domination like that. That was, um, yeah, from the off, Djokovic didn't really make any of these. What was some forced errors count in? Something like nine or something so ridiculous. Uh, he just didn't didn't make many mistakes. And Nadal wasn't bad. He hadn't lost a set up to that point in the tournament, but he just he didn't have an answer. Um, and yeah, Djokovic playing like that is um, he's always complete war, isn't he? You, you can't really get past him, and he's. I mean, Nadal was like that in ways, but Nadal he always feels throwing himself around the court just to get to a thing. Djokovic, at that, at his best, is a kind of brutally efficient terminator, really, uh, who just chases all ball down, is supremely fit, and just doesn't make many mistakes and capitalises on all yours. Um, mm. And he, um, yeah, after a weird period, you know, he had his dominant period a few years ago where he was, you know, winning three Grand Slams a year, and you thought he's going to carry on here, and then he just disappeared and seemed to have some problems potentially off the court as well as some injury issues. It was never entirely clear. Um, there was talk he was having issues with his misses, but they seemed to be going strong again and, and good luck to him. It was it was never really clear to me why he just tailed off for mm. quite a long period. Um, but well, now last year he was, he was back to his back to close to his best and he seems to be carrying on this year. So, so on the back of that then... Um... If you look at Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal, we mentioned all three of them last week in in relation to Murray, and um, unfortunately Murray's in a, an area an era where perhaps three of the greatest tennis players um, potentially have ever lived uh, are are dominating. Um, 
let's say, so we're in 2019 at the moment, just in case you didn't know, uh, let's say 10 years time, 11 years time, 2030, we look back, um, who will we be looking back on as the greatest tennis player out of Djokovic, uh, Federer or Nadal? Uh, well, Gareth, you're talking um, up to. A f- sorry, before 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 you you tell me it's all about Federer. Uh, let me give you a few, <laughs> let me give you a few stats. Um, so Federer's won twenty, and Nadal's won seventeen, and Djokovic has won fifteen Grand Slams. Federer has been runner-up ten times, and Nadal eight times, and Djokovic nine times. Uh, but then the, the perhaps the key factor is Federer is thirty-seven, and Nadal's thirty-two, and Djokovic is thirty-one. Yeah, um, I say just just to give you some a bit of background uh, to our listeners. Uh, you're talking to a fully paid up member of the Federer fan club <laughs> who who once um, once spent uh, well, probably seven eight hundred pounds to go and watch Federer play in the final of the U.S. Open. Only on the route out there, he got beat in the uh, semi final with <laughs> Marion Cilic. So I managed to get to the uh, one final. Uh, in in about ten years, where there wasn't one of Nadal, Djokovic. Federer or Murray, um, so uh, yeah, so I'm quite the Federer fan, and I'm gonna romantically say him. I think you know, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, um, and yeah, it's easy to say that he's only five, he's only away five away, um, and it doesn't sound a lot, but that, that is a lot of um, a lot to get to, and even 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 Nadal, you think Nadal's probably got one, two, maybe more. Uh, French in him, maybe more than that. Yeah, it depends on how long Nadal's body holds out for, isn't it? Um, mm. But I mean, I think for what Federal does have um, that those two won't, uh, and it's uh, you can't really measure it. Uh, it is the the artistry thing and the the fact that he's become such a a loved player because of the way he plays and, and how effortless it looks. Now he just sort of floats around the court and always. Uh, you you've never been his biggest fan, Gareth, but. Uh, how he, everyone thinks he's the nicest guy in the world, um, mm. and I would agree. Um, but yeah, I think Federer's got them. He he could he could do with winning uh, one more Wimbledon, I think, and get himself to twenty-one and trying to, um, yeah, trying to give himself a bit of breathing room. But uh, yeah, overall, I think that I think Nadal, I'd probably put I'd probably put third actually in that conversation. I think he has got another couple of French, but I don't think he'll beat Federer's record quite. Uh, so Djokovic then you know he's 31 which used to be very old in tennis terms I think before Federer the only guy who'd won won two Grand Slams past the age of 31 was, was Andre Agassi it was used to be pretty rare mm. um, whereas Djokovic um, I mean the other thing that he's got in his favour the, the, the thing I suppose that's always held Federer back in his argue, in the argument of being the greatest ever and you know no argument is that Nadal's always had a better record against him now if you want to look a bit deep into that, a lot of them games are on clay where Nadal's supreme. But even still, uh, you know, I think Federer's three and seven against Nadal in, in Grand Slam finals. But Djokovic has got a winning record against Nadal. Uh, got a winning, a winning record against Federer. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Nadal's got a nine and six record against Djokovic in Grand Slams. They're four all in finals. But you know, yeah, Djokovic has got nine and six against Federer, including three and one in finals. And he's eight and two against Murray. Um, win loss record all the time. I think I think he's a threat, but you just wonder whether he the way the same thing happened last time. Really, I guess could he be a bit too 
highly strong almost in, in when he's at his best and, and it, it has to be a kind of complete uh, it's, a, well, it's a fitness thing with him as well not that any tennis player isn't fit but he has to be everything seems to be sort of working in sync and you wonder if that's quite a hard balance to hit for years on end um, and, and to be and obviously to be one of the best five players in the world is great but we're talking the greatest of all time here mm. well, I don't know if Djokovic can quite stay at that level so I'm going to optimistically and with very much an acknowledgement that I'm a complete Federer fanboy uh, say that Federer but they're, they're both coming hard well I mean it, it did a couple of things there one made me chuckle when you said um, you think Federer needs to win one more Wimbledon <laughs> I mean the blokes won 20 titles but you think he needs one more Um uh, it made me feel a bit happier. Um, obviously, I'd love to see him win the rest of the Grand Slams this year, but he's, he's not going to play the French for starters, so it's unlikely. Um. But the, the, I suppose the, the thing, a couple of points I'll come back to on, but the, one of the things for Djokovic is that he's going to play in an era where Federer won't be, will be retired, so Federer won't be there. Um, Nadal, talk about injuries, we don't know how long Nadal will last. Um, so Djokovic has potentially got a, an opportunity to, to play tennis in an era where the the two or one of the two greats in, in particular uh, won't be around. Um, five Grand Slams and he's only thirty one. You know, that, I say only thirty one, but compared to Federer's thirty seven, he, he doesn't show much sign of relenting. Um, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be inconceivable to see Djokovic clean up, perhaps not the French because that's probably going to be Nadal, but clean up for um, for the other two, the, the US and Wimbledon. Um, I mean, maybe even the French, though, he has beaten uh, Nadal. They want to make two guys to ever do it. I mean, Nadal's beaten him more times, but... Yeah, very fair point. You look at the next generation, and, and we've kind of been waiting for this next generation to come through this whole dominant period, haven't we? And yeah. no one really has. Uh, you know, the, the likes of Kyriakos. Um, Del Potro. And... Yeah, Del Potro would have been a bit more of, I think, injuries. Of, he's still number four in the world now, and maybe he's got a chance at a, a US or something, but he, I don't think... With the injuries to his wrist, he didn't quite be the same. And then you're looking at Zverev, who doesn't seem to be able to uh, put a run together in a Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Anderson, who you know took Federer out of Wimbledon last year, right? He's got a big serve, but I don't I wouldn't be particularly fast. TM, uh, good clay court player, but Nick- probably not as good. He, he got he got smashed by the toe in the final last year, didn't he? And then you'll make Nick yeah, Nishikori, uh, yeah, he played Chilich in that final. I saw um, him get demolished. Uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, Nishikori and Chilich, I've, I've, you know, I've seen them in uh, Grand Slam finals, and I don't think they'll be in too many more. Then you, yeah, the lad who knocked out Federer, Tispis, uh, Tispis, yeah. uh, played well against Federer, got annihilated by Nadal. Yeah, and then oh, what you know, Carl Edmonds played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Round itch, maybe it's not. Um, I think you're making the point. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a glittering array. I can I can see what you're saying. Um, and I, I think the Federer's lasted so long is probably a bit of a testament to that. And and obviously it's his greatness too. But you maybe the the sort of line of players you'd think who'd come in and move them on has has never really happened. Um, that's not to say that Federer, Nadal, Djokovic aren't great because they've seen off those players. And I think plenty of players have probably come through and thought they had a chance and then just got beat regularly by the three of them and kind of and Murray a bit too and just thought oh, I'm not going to make it here and it probably stopped them being great but yeah I see your point I, I just I, I, it, it sounds easy in theory but I think it'll probably be rather harder in practice and he's only got to come up against a 
you know, someone playing Inspire Tennis, you know, like when Nadal was knocked out by, um, was a guy in the second round, the Czech lad, was it Ku? No, not Ku, but uh, Lucas, Lucas, somebody. Oh, no. no, not Corich. I'm just trying to think. I remember watching the game when you know Nadal got blasted off by uh, a supreme effort of bloke, bloke playing the game in his life. He went out next round, and you, you just think he's only got four victims to a couple of them, and then tail off his form somewhat, and suddenly that five looks at uh, a lot bigger number than it ever did before. Mm. Um, but yeah, still, I'd, I'd like to see Federer win a couple more to, to cement that because it's um, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, they're they're coming hard. Yeah, I think I think Nadal might might struggle there, but um, yeah, Djokovic, <laughs> like you say, will uh, may not be the hardest. Uh, yeah, just when 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 there's a new generation coming through, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I don't think Federer. Federer will always be seen as the greatest because he was the first of, the, of these three, I think. Or well, yeah, he was just before Nadal, wasn't he? But, um, and he's won more on uh, as a balance around Nadal with his cleaning up mainly with the French. Um, as you know, I'm not a massive fan of Federer. Um, I think he's a good tennis player. Oh, that's an understatement. I think he's a great tennis player, but um, doesn't mean I like him. Uh, very smug with it, isn't he, Jono? Um, but anyway, could be a more, more magnanimous man if he tried. <laughs> everyone, everyone thinks he's a lovely guy, so there we go. Pat him on the back and, and uh... Lucas Russell. Lucas Russell, that was the guy. 2012. Nadal went oh, out to Lucas Russell. Great game. Um, thanks, Google. Carry on, sorry, Gareth. Um, but yeah, did, I mean, just just watch Federer next time he uh, he talks about how good he is. Um, but anyway, uh, in, in about ten years' time, I think we'll be looking the back at Fed is probably the greatest. Although I don't think he will have won as many titles as Djokovic. So, uh, sort of sitting on the fence a little bit, but I, th- I think I think uh, Feds will still be seen as the greatest, and Nadal and Djokovic second and third. But um, but yeah, I think Djokovic will uh, will surpass Fed. Feds over the next four or five years. Um, Interesting. So even if you pass him, you think the argument still the argument will still be there that Federer is greater because what? Because he's nicer to watch, and he start, he started the whole thing. And yeah, I think it, an era of of when the three of them were at their peak. Um, he was still winning more titles. Um, I think, like I say, Djokovic is going to be slightly tainted in that he's <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anyone else coming through. Um, yeah, and, and, but and as well, Nadal's had his injuries. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think Federer. Um, yeah, he's been sensational, isn't he? And to, to win a, a Grand Slam, what was it, 36 last year? Um, he was, uh, yeah. I'll be impressed if uh, if Djokovic and that was an era when Djokovic and Nadal are around. Um, yeah, I think that will probably still be seen as the greatest. Yeah, he's, he's like you're probably fair. He's like I mean, some might argue his his first few Grand Slams were against the likes. So I think he beat Philippoussis in his very first. So maybe you'd look at that um, and, and say that was similar to Djokovic who wins a load. But yeah, I think is is a very fair point. His late career renaissance and. Yeah, I remember me and you watching uh, the game against Nadal, the Aussie Open final, a couple of years back in a in a pub in Chesterfield, and it, it was mm. an unbelievable game. And to see him beat beat Nadal in a final after so many years of not doing was yeah probably added a, a real boon to his legacy. Um, but yeah, just just uh, just hope it lasts a few years longer. The, the freedom, I think, Federer's probably not long for. I was going to say not long for this world. I hope he's not going to die. Um, not long for this tennis world now. <laughs> uh, on, on that on that note, uh, we'll leave the tennis there. I think. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's all very well and good talking about the uh, the tennis, but uh, the main event this uh, this time of the year, Jono is uh, run my hands together in glee, Gary. Yeah, it's the Six Nations, uh, everyone's favourite tournament. Uh, those who don't like rugby or don't really follow rugby uh, tend to have half an eye on the uh, on the Six Nations. Uh, a great time of. Uh, the home nations battling each other, um, usually ferocious. Usually, the, the, over the recent years, they've put them on uh, Friday night games, and um, yeah, got the, uh, got the sort of the casual in, uh, punter interested in as well. Uh, it all starts on Friday. Wales uh, go to travel to France in the first game. Um, what do you think is going to happen, Jono? Who's going to who's going to win all? Is it well? Is anyone going to win all the games? Anyone going to get the grand slam? Um, is who's going to win? Who's going to win the the, uh, the championship? What are your thoughts? Yes, I was looking at this earlier, Gareth, thinking about it all, and and obviously you, as a passionate England rugby fan, you look at this all for an optimistic lens. Um, to answer your one question, I don't think there's a grand slam this year. I think people think Ireland are going to because they beat New Zealand and they've looked very good and they won one last year. I, I think I, I think Ireland will. I think uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think the they're very good at what they do. They play very well, but the rugby they play, they don't tend to blast teams off. They have a very tight defence, a very strong pack, a very very good kicking game. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't think they're going to injustice to the backs as well. Though I mean, Stockdale's obviously, but yeah, but I've, you know they're going to play. A Bundyaki and maybe Henshaw, they play Bundyaki and Ringrose got a bit more to him. I don't mm-hmm. want to denigrate their backs, but I think you know, depending on they play at fullback, I don't, I don't. Well, even even if you how highly you rate them, I don't think they necessarily play on a style that that brings them into it loads beyond setting Stockdale down a wing to you know run around everyone because he's he's class. <laughs> um, I think they play quite a tight game plan. And I think uh against you i think i think they're probably the riskiest one is out away at wales i think uh, well, of they've, course. they've not coming come to the home of rugby uh, that's, that's, uh, that's I, obviously going to be the, the risky one the home of rugby <laughs> um the but yeah away at you last game they've not beaten you there in, in quite some time um and i i've got a, i've got a slightly optimistic feeling about us going there this week i'm not sure where it's coming from but but i'm hopeful that uh, edit <laughs> it's not coming for the head i'll tell you that uh, yeah, very much. But I just, um, I think we've we've probably got a, a least injury depleted side we've had in a few years. And uh, I know people like to laugh when we moan about injuries because we've got bigger player resources, and I, and I understand that. Mm. Um, but uh, just just hoping Eddie picks a really horrible big team full of uh, big English people and big Polynesian people, um, <laughs> and uh, and goes there and says to. Uh, you know, try and play like we did against New Zealand and sending big runners up and trying to get over the gain line and with Big Billy back that is a, a different uh, a different team now I think if, if he can stay fit and I'm praying and um, touching any wood and crossing fingers and you know I'll um, I'll do some deals for the devil if he wants him to keep Billy fit for this year uh, <laughs> that means we've then got a go for the source of ball and, and yeah any team will tell you if we've got, and if you can pick a pack with the likes of him um I probably play Laws and Itoji. Uh, he'll play City. Dan Cole's been sent home from the squad, so I assume Sinclair's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mako is back as well. I assume he'll start. You then got a, a squad, uh, sorry, a pack full of runners. Um, Brad Shields is also injured, which I was pleased because that means I'm hoping Mark Wilson will play and hopefully Brad Shields will. I think Mark, Mark Wilson has to play, doesn't 
Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't really see an argument not to, but I just was worried he was going to play Brad Shields again. But yeah, Brad Shields can go back to New Zealand as far as I'm concerned. Um, Wilson was good in yeah. the autumn, wasn't he? He was, he's very good. Um, so yeah, I'd think I'd, I'd like to see Underhill around, and he's another one who seems to just throw his body with reckless abandon. But yeah, Curry's Curry's well, not a bad well, replacement. Underhill's injured, would not he? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Curry's uh, not a bad replacement. Oh, um, so, and obviously I'd, I'd like my man Dylan Hartley leading us this weekend, but I just, yeah, if we can keep it scrappy, then the Island will probably still win, but because um, <laughs> they seem to know how to win, um, to win those games. But uh, yeah, I just wonder if we can start, and then they've got to go to Scotland, which again is not an easy game. They lost last time they went there, Ireland. I, I, I don't think they're going to do the Grand Slam. It's hard to look past them. Uh, I'd love to see us beat them this weekend. Um, but, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, Ireland are obviously favourites and worthy. Yourselves? Uh, well, go, go on, where, where do you think your England will finish then? If you, do you think they'll, you'll finish above Ireland? Uh, head. Uh, I mean, we've, we've got three home fixtures, which is a big boon. But the two away ones against you and Ireland, I think we could win one of them. I don't think we'll win both. Um, so I'll, I'll say second for us. Yeah, OK. Um, I'm going to completely disagree with you. <laughs> I think uh, I think Ireland um, Ireland will win the Grand Slam. The only possible um, problem they'll have, uh, which could come down to a, an absolute epic game on the last last weekend, um, if Wales have managed to uh, keep the powder dry and, and win all their games, uh, and Ireland have won all theirs, and we could uh, have a Grand Slam decider um, in Cardiff on the last weekend. Uh, that'd just be sensational. Um, but Apart from the possibility of losing to Wales, I think uh, Ireland do win the Grand Slam. Wales, uh, going to sound like an Englishman, um, but we have got some injuries, um, particularly on the back row. Uh, a bit light. Well, Warburton's retired now, and um, there's no uh, there's no Toby Falatau. Um But yeah, I think having said that, back row is probably um, an area that we have got some strength in depth. Um, no Shingler either, is there? Shingler. No, yeah, there's no yes. Shingler. There's, there's um, I think Davis was a doubt, um, but we still got Tipperick. Um, Navidi, who Navidi. played very well. Yeah. Um, still, is is, is a bigger loss not? Harpenny's out for this game, isn't he? Sorry, I can't remember. <laughs> I was going to say we still got Ken Owens as well. Um, yeah, what what we do at, what we do at fullback could be interesting. Um, whether we we still got um, Liam Williams. Um, what I was more meaning from a, a goal-kicking perspective, though, because it doesn't seem like um, Bigger probably starts at the moment. It seems like he's, he's more moving towards the patchal thing. Did, or does he start Bigger because yeah, Halfpenny's not playing? Yeah, I th- I th- exactly that. I think he will will start Bigger um, because no Halfpenny. Uh, and, and, yeah, we know what we're going to get with Bigger. Um, there's going to be a few up-and-unders, um, but he's going to be very good in defence. And France... Uh, 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 got a big pack. They're, well, they just lumps all over the all over the pitch, uh, particularly midfield. Um, and Big is very good in defence, and I think uh, he could be he could be key there. Um, but yeah, I, f- I fancy to a difficult game away at France because France are just unpredictable. Um, they could be losing to Fiji like they did in the autumn internationals, and then they could quite easily um, put a few results together and uh, perhaps. Beat Wales, England, and Ireland. Uh, all, all this. Well, it'd be typical uh, France if they beat England, Ireland, and uh, Wales, and then lost to Italy. But, um, but yeah, I think France are always a, always a danger. Um, but I fancy us to to have too much for them this weekend and uh, set up a 
Wales play all the all the blue teams away if you like. So we've got uh, France away first, and um, yeah, sets up uh, uh, a good uh, well, hopefully a good running of uh, of games, finishing with um, well with Ireland at home and Wales for the Grand Slam. <laughs> If if not the Grand Slam, and if we if Ireland do uh, finish above us, I, 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 yeah, I think we finish. I think we've got too much for England. Um, yeah, I, I think you, you struggled against us last uh, yeah last year when we uh, we were very much injury depleted, and you had a strong side, and um, I think you beat us. I think you beat us by just about six points in the end, wasn't it? Twelve um, six, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think we've. We know how to beat England. Uh, we have in the past. Uh, although, having said that, we're probably better away than we are at home against England. Um, but yeah, I, I, I fancy, surprisingly enough, I fancy, uh, I fancy us to do, uh, to beat England. Um, well, it's exciting. Though, so isn't I'm, it? I'm not convinced you win this Friday. Um, uh, a full squad, I'd perhaps have a different conversation, but. Um, yeah, France, like you say, it's unpredictable and I, I thought they were really, last Six Nations, I thought they'd really sort of found something and they were built around a very good defence and a very big pack, as you said. And then the autumn, they really disappointed so now I'm not sure what I think, but in their place on a Friday night with, uh, oh yeah, doubts potentially around your your 10 or your and your full-back, um, your back row not as strong as it was and I think Moriarty's well, Moriarty tries hard, but he's not in a Falatau class. Um, e- equally, on if you if you're raising our issue at ten um, as a doubt, well, who, who do France play at ten? That's a good question. I assume they'll play uh, Lopez there. Um, I like. I mean, they've got what they do have is they've got a, a, you know Morgan Power inside who can who can kick the goals from very well, um, mm. and Fafana's back, which is a very interesting shout. But yeah, I mean. Tends a doubt, I suppose. I'm, especially for the goal kicking, I think if you could be a, a real issue. Um, Potentially, yeah. A bit bigger is no Muggler, is he? Uh, in, in front of the sticks, he's not as as, um, as reliable as Harfers. But um, so go on then. So, so, you, so this weekend, then if we can put some predictions in, um, I'm going to go for a, uh, a Wales, Ireland, and Scotland win. Assume you're then doing England. France and Scotland. Are we going to go the whole hog and go Italy as well? Yeah, no. I mean, we haven't said much about Italy, and with good reason. Um, <laughs> I'd, 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 Sergio Parisi is one of the one of the great Six Nations players. Let's be fair, credit where credit's due. Um, his last tournament, and I'd love to see him go out with. I think they're. I think they're playing you in Italy, aren't they? I'd love to see him beat you, for example. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, yeah, go on. I'll say France, Scotland. Uh, England. If you're asking me to bet, I, I might alter things slightly. Although I see the bookmakers have got can't split you and um. Oh, I'll go for a, a bang yang against uh, Cardiff one nil. Um. Yeah, uh, they can't split you and you and Wales. Oh, brilliant <laughs> dinghy! Who uh, who got who got I uh, brought into my fantasy team this week? Just been sent off for Evan Supreme. Um, but yeah, they can't separate you and uh, sorry France and Wales. Uh, in terms of, of a handicap betting um, so that could go either way uh, Ireland 9 point favourites against us which I think is strong and I think I'll back some of that uh, Scotland are 24 point favourites um, mm. 
So, yeah, I think I'll, think I'll climb into England at, at nine. Um, but yeah, Ireland overall, four to five favourites. Then England are more fancy than Wales, three to one. Uh, you say you think you know how to beat us. I'd, I'd say the same. I think we could beat you too. And uh, I'd like to see us put up a grizzle pack. I, I think outside of Adam Wynn, I still wonder about your type five. Uh, all right, Ken Owens is, is the best bat rower in, in Britain, but <laughs> is he the best? Is he the best hooker? Uh, I wonder. Um, your props uh, have improved. I think Rob Evans has come a long way, but your tight end would still worry me, and, and who you play next to Alan Wynn would bother as well. I, I don't think your pack is as strong as it perhaps could be if a Falatau was in there. Um, so, again, I'll, I'll go the same tactic for England against Wales and just yeah send big big uglies up the middle and see see what comes, really. And yeah, I think I think us for you will be a very close game and could come down to a, a moment of magic or, you know, the likes of a missed kick somewhere or, mm. or a you know a silly silly penalties that England are known to do, which is is probably what Ireland do best of all. They don't give away stupid penalties at all, and that's one of the things that makes them so good. And and your boys, to be fair, don't give too many away. Gatland has got a very clear idea what he wants to do with you, and has done it for a while. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, we've we've not really touched on Scotland. Do I think of had a fairly steady, steady improvement for the last few years. If if they could, if they could play away from home, they'd be a real a real threat. But you know, they get a nice start against Italy, and then they've got you know, then they've got Ireland. So two home games. Ireland are very good, but two home games, you, you, they they tend to have a big say in mm. Six Nations, where you, you know how many of your home games are. Mm. Um, and then then away at France, then then you at home. Yeah, for, for Scotland, that's not a bad set of fixtures before coming to us on the last weekend. Um, that's quite nice, and it's it's certainly not a bad squad building there. And um, yeah, you, if can can the pack um, continue to front up, and then uh, you know Ali Price, one of your, one of his biggest fans, mm-hmm. can can the pack do enough for the likes of Ali Price and Finn Russell to you know get the the huge owners and the the Stuart Hogs and the Tommy Seymour's going because there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of talent in that uh, Scottish backline, but it's yeah. just whether they can win enough ball up front, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I, th- I think that's probably where they struggle. You uh, just gone quickly back to Wales as um, forwards. You're overlooking uh, Toby Francis, um, who's uh, who's Exeter's main man, isn't he? <laughs> a big to- Tommy, Tommy Francis. Thomas Francis, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's uh, you know he's he's probably still you know I say there's not enough fat boys in rugby anymore. I think Thomas Francis is probably still still going for that um, <laughs> that that crown. So I'm always like a fat boy in that regard. Um, but yeah, come back to Scotland. Do do you still worry about the pack? Then you're saying? Yeah, I think that Scotland's downfall for the last I don't know ten years. Um, they have got some backs like say they can play. Um, and certainly got uh, in Finn Russell, who's, who's been playing well for, um, I'm going to say, Toulouse. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he's certainly been playing well for club. Um, I don't think he's, he's, if he gets the ball, then he can operate the backs. But um, whether he gets the ball is another matter. They play Ireland at home, they play Wales at home. Um, chances for a couple of... Um, a couple of big wins, but that's, I suppose that's Scotland, though, isn't it? They, they've been promising a lot recently, and uh, whether they can, uh, whether they can actually deliver is, uh, is perhaps a, a different matter. Um, oh, have you seen uh, after just a quick update? You said after all our uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer chat, they're one 0 down against uh, Burn, uh, Burnley with Ashley Barnes scoring. Ah, brilliant! Ah, <laughs> excellent. Uh, good to see we've put the case on uh, on Mr. Solskjaer. Yep, uh, Potchin uh, before the end of the season, it looks like. <laughs> uh, 
I've got a mate who um, who's gone today, and I think the last few games he's he's seen United lose or draw. So uh, let's see his curses come back as well. Sounds um, like it. Sorry, back to Scotland. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I think Scotland will cause problems. Um, I think they'll probably finish up with France, and I'd love to see them finish above England. Um, yeah. They did last year. Did last year? No bother. Gave us a kick in in Murrayfield. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they did. That was a uh, yeah. That was the start of Eddie's. Well, halfway through Eddie's downfall, or, or you know, no near the start, wasn't it? So. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best. Let's uh, let's pretend the uh, 2018 Six Nations never happened, and let's hope the 2019 is very different. Um, <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I think we'll probably leave it for for today. Uh, we'll come back and uh, assess all the rugby from the weekend and uh, the Premier League as well. Premier League's back with a bang. Um, and I don't think there's any boxing this weekend. Uh, but yeah, we'll discuss. No, we'll, we might have an AJ fight to uh, discuss. Though finally announced, if uh, with any luck. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that, that's, that's opening another can of worms between me and you on uh, on AJ. So maybe we'll we'll leave that for another week. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you do have any questions, please contact contact us at um, Pinter Two, whether it's Twitter or Facebook. And uh, be next week's barmaid. And uh, thanks for. The question this week from is it Pierce? Pierce in Manchester, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye. Uh, Cheers, Gareth. See Catch you, you next you, uh, week. See you. Next week. See you